At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Hello, my name is Dixie Carter from Raymer, Alabama, and I love listening to case watch dixie we love that you love listening to case watch we do very now, much so if you guys also want to hear you on case watch all you gotta do is send us a voicemail six zero three two one two four six zero zero i said it slow that time he did you good job mark Oh, I was so hard. I like to speak fast. He likes to speak really fast. I do too. I think nothing I can really do about it. I get excited and I start talking really fast. And I'm like, <laughs> I get so excited. <laughs> he does. Uh, go ahead and follow the show on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. If you want to follow us personally on Instagram, I am at NotMarkP. And if you want to follow Charity for some weird reason, she's Charity underscore Case Watch. <laughs> that's not nice. Hey, Team Charity is still winning, so it is nice. Yep, that's right. Ah, uh, boy, what a week in crime. It sure is. We got some things we're going to be talking about today. We sure do. Do you know what else we need done from our wonderful crime creeps? What? Five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. I have a couple things they could post. Oh, what do you want them to do this time? Um, they could either put hashtag crime creep for life. I like crime creep for life. Or something you said. I say a lot of things. You scare me now. <laughs> in, in our crime creeps, we trust. I oh, love yes. That. I trust that, in our crime creeps. There can be a hashtag in front of that as well. Hashtag. Pound sign. So <laughs> dollar bill. <laughs> We're going to keep going. I'll start. I'll continue with these. So those of you who didn't catch it, we just literally got done doing a Facebook Live on our Facebook page. We did. And we were in a really cozy, like snow, snowy What are you talking chateau. about? We're at my cabin. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like a chateau cabin. Totally real. Yeah. Totes. Make sure you check it out on our Facebook page, Case Watch Podcast. It's kind of cool. Really cool, actually. We're going to be doing them a lot more as it starts to warm up. We're going to get in here. We were talking about maybe doing on our YouTube page. We're going to start doing the uh, wine and crime where Charity gets drunk and we just talk true crime. Yep. 
maybe bring some people on from time to time to have some fun. And just so you know, guys, when I get tipsy, my accent becomes even more pronounced. <laughs> Very You pronounced. try to hide it right now, which I don't know why you do, because I love that accent. And so many people love it, too. I know. It's hard sometimes. But you ever seen, go pack the can and have it? Yeah, that's charity. One alcoholic drink in. Yeah, pack the can and have it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right down over there on the Boston market. <laughs> I am not from Boston or Massachusetts at that. So uh, get me in the Hampshire accent where I don't really have one. No. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Wah, 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 wah. Wah, wah. So what are we going to discuss today? All right. Before we talk about what we're going to discuss, do you know what I have for us today? I don't know. Some triple D's. I love triple D. Let's get into it. Let's do it. James Blankenship attempted to rob his mother's house in the middle of the day. What a nice guy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Top notch. Well, he became frightened that he might get caught. So he quickly hid in a crawl space in the home. When he was found and arrested by police, he was in extreme shock because he had no idea a thief could get arrested in broad daylight. That's right, folks. This dude robbed his own mother's house during the day because he thought robbers were only arrested at night. Uh, you're not a vampire. Things can still happen to you in the daytime. Buddy. No, you can rob stuff during the day. Do you know what all of this show has taught me, though? Criminals are usually super smart. S- wicked smart. Wicked wait, smart. No, wait a minute. If you were from Massachusetts, what would it be? Wicked smart. It'd be wicked smart, guys. Wh- it'd be like wicked smart. Wicked smart. I feel like I'm in the town right now. I know. Oh, this the- guy is not wicked smart. <laughs> not at all. A Tampa, Florida woman named Rash- Rashia Wilson gave herself the title Queen of the IRS Tax Fraud. <laughs> she stole $20 million after years and years of tax fraud. In fact, she was so proud of herself, she would tell all of her Facebook followers, Mark, and Rashia isn't very intelligent for a queen, I don't think. Do you? Uh, no, you usually don't. You know, live stream your crime. Uh, no, because because of her, you know, posting it all over Facebook, she of course would get caught, and she's now spending twenty one years in jail. All right, so so she's not the queen. She the queen sold herself do. out. Yeah, she told everybody how how what that she's the queen of tax fraud. Queen of tax. Fraud. I love how you, you had that Queen extra. Queen of tax fraud. Queen of tax fraud. Whatever you are, you're a douchebag. Oh, total douchebag. Definitely. A thief broke into 93. Oh, this one's so good. I love Mark, the good ones. you're going to love this one. I, I, I am. This wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to say what Charity said to me the other day. I am waiting with my bells on. Yeah, with my bells on. I didn't even know what that meant until she yeah. said it. And I had this be like, wait, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> this lady is awesome. A thief broke into 93-year-old Ruth Bradshaw's house, and the elderly woman caught him. Knowing there was no way she could take him down with her strength, she decided she would use her smarts. Ruth first pretended she recognized the man. Then she made him a delicious breakfast with all of the fixings. She's so sweet. She's so sweet. I love her. Ruth, I love you. Ruth, you're awesome. After the thief had a full belly... This adorable little lady suggested he lay down on the couch and take a little nap because he seemed tired. Yeah, all that crime. It takes it out of yeah. you. Yeah. This guy must have thought he hit the jackpot. He's probably like, dude, <laughs> best yeah. crime yeah. ever. He was like, I totally got away with the crime and a full, like, got a full meal cooked for me. And, and got to sleep. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, when he woke up from his nap, he 
he was greeted by the police. Oh, what a buzzkill. I love this little lady. I do too. She's she awesome. She like schemed him with her brain. She was like, you're an idiot. I'm, I'm going to play you. is crime creep approved. She is so crime this creep This guy is a dimwit. Totally. Oh, this is another really good one. This is the last. If you guys could only see Cherry's face, she's like so excited. She 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 balls up and she's like, (laughs) this one. I found this one and I was like, why have I never seen this one before? This is right up. This is going to make me happy. This is right up the crime creeps alley. Are you ready? I'm ready. A well-known public masturbator. Wait. From Sydney. (laughs) I love it. Hold on. Higgins, you're from Australia. Let us know (laughs) if if you've heard of this case. If you've seen this guy around. A well-known public masturbator from Sydney slipped his own vodka and tonic with the drug Rohypnol while at a bar. This guy roofied himself? Oh, well, just listen. I love it. Here's what the man told the police after being arrested for choking the chicken out of the open. I I put that in. Did you like that? Choking the chicken? (laughs) Oh. I gotta get myself together. <clears throat> Jerry, pull it together. Chicken eat China, the Chinese chicken. <laughs> Have a drumstick. Stop. I love that song. Okay, this is in quotes. I was really on the hunt for some self abuse. Oh when my I God. Saw, hold on, hold on. It gets better. And when I saw this haughty bit of a hand leaning on the bar. <laughs> Oh, you almost made me throw my soda up. I slipped myself a Mickey, and the next thing I know, I was taking myself back to my place. <laughs> oh. My God. Police have stated that the man is just one of several masturbating predators hanging out at bars in the inner city of Sydney. Now, I've oh heard God, I just to keep a close eye out at the bar, but it's never for a guy, <laughs> Mickey and himself. Hold on. Do you know what my favorite, favorite sentence was? What's that? When he saw the haughty bit of a hand leaning on the I did bar. love that. I, I, that's, I was taking this episode when you said you that. You cannot make this stuff up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Guys, tell us what you think of this dude. And I, I'm serious. If you, you know this case that it happened, I want to hear about it, Higgins. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, I, yeah, that'd be hilarious. It would be hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. Charity, where do we go from there? Like, that's a high bar to set. You kick some grade A booty, girl. You did booty. good. Ow! The good that they triple D's just get better and better. I know. I I I, I sometimes think, am I going to not find any more good ones? Because we've done so many good ones, but they just arrive. They just they come to me. They arrive. I just hit the button on my phone in search, and they just say, "Charity, talk about me." And then some people send them to you. And then I oh, I love when the crime creeps send them to me. Some of them. Oh my god! I'm trying not to sing right now. Why? Because you said come to me, and there's a song. Come to me now. Oh, Mark. Lay you, your guys, head over. It's a Cheryl Crow song. I, I shall believe. It's from the 90s. Guys, you know when you watch like a diva singing? Diva. Oh my God, I can't stand myself. When you watch a diva singing and they have like one finger up to their ear and they're like shaking their head really fast to get the vibrato. Oh, that's Mark, me. That Mark was just doing that. Except I can't sing. Mark, you if you tell yourself you can sing, you can sing. Oh, no, I can sing all day long. Of course. Just nothing anybody wants to hear because it's horrible. How, how do you know? Uh, because my girlfriend tells me every single day. We can auto-tune you. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> Funny side, John, since I'm an audio nerd, I have done that. No, you have not. I have. All right, you have to make, you have to make a song and audio-tune you. I did. For? Um, I Do <laughs> you have it somewhere? I, I do. <gasps> I'm not you? playing it, no. Come on. <laughs> um, I had wrote a, because I do a lot of fun audio stuff and video stuff, and I had wrote uh, 
a spoof on Shallow. So oh, I had done that nah. and it's good. Yeah, it's called oh, Shower. You, you, oh, it's, you'll have to at least like, let me hear it at some point. Oh, I, maybe sometime. It's super, super funny. That's but, awesome. Uh, Auto-tune, surprisingly, does not work on this voice. It doesn't? It couldn't work on this voice or Millie Vanilli. So, oh. I mean, I could lip sync, though. With the best of them. Yeah. I, I Although, it took me years. Like, I, I jam out in my car. And like I, I, I do the air drums and like I you were on the steering wheel. I would love to pull up next to you and see that. Come to find out when music player and I'm doing the air drums, I'm beeping the horns. Like I'm driving down the road and it's like beep, 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 Like Morse code. Yeah, I've done this for years and the music wasn't so loud one day and I was like, Who the heck is beeping at me? It's like, no, you idiot, you're beeping at yourself. You're beeping at yourself, Mark. In tune. People got to hear lots of Metallica over the years from me. Excellent. Ah, you know what else is excellent? What? When our crime creeps reach out to us. I love it. Guys, info at casewatchpodcast.com. .com. And when you're there, you'll find links to all of our merch and stickers. Plus, you can join the exclusive Crime Creep Club by clicking buy us a coffee. It's well appreciated and helps us out. Awesome, Charity. Let's get in today's case. What do you got? So, uh, I don't know if our crime creeps have heard about Paisley Schultes. If you have not, you're living under a rock. So, it's a little girl who was found. She's been missing for two years, but kind of similar to the Harmony Montgomery case, but different, different situation, but she was found alive and well. Thank the Lord. So I just have an update on that of how everything kind of went down that okay. I, want, I want to share with the crime creeps. The floor is yours, my dear. So Paisley Schultes went missing on July 13th, 2019 from, I'm going to mess this up, Cayuga Heights, New York. Sounds right. Okay. No, but go Probably ahead. Probably not. She was four at the time. It's not clear where the little girl was living at the time when she was taken. Um, didn't really like go into that. I've noticed the info on this is it's few a, and far in between. I think a lot of stuff is going to come piling out, you know, as it unfolds. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Police immediately suspected she was kidnapped by 33-year-old Kimberly Cooper and 32-year-old Kirk Schultes, her biological but non-custodial parents. See, I have questions there. I do too. So uh, clearly they did not... They, they did not have custody of her, but they could see her. So I don't know. And nobody has said a word yet on what has happened. No. Because I this is a case that even though I didn't know she was going to cover, but I have yes. kind of followed a little bit. I haven't done the research that she's done, but right. this one's kind of got me wondering. So sorry, interrupting you. That's Carry okay. on. The couple's home they shared with 57-year-old Kirk Schultes Sr. So Kirk's father also lived with them on Fawn Road had been searched previously, but Paisley obviously was never found. Over the past two years, 
The Saugerties police, along with other agencies, received many leads to the investigation. Many of the leads sent the authorities to the Fawn Road home, and every time they knocked on the door, they were told no one in the home knew where this little girl could be. Police also said that Kirk and his father would only give them limited access to the home, probably because they obviously knew Paisley was hiding. Kirk told the police that Kimberly took off to Pennsylvania, and he hadn't seen Paisley since... 2019. So he basically told them that up oh, my my whatever ex or whatever her mother took her and took off with her. That's how he made it mm. sound just to kind of evade from the situation. I don't know. This shares a little bit of a similarity with the Harmony Montgomery. We're like, oh, the ex took him. Exactly. So sad. Monday, February 14th at 8.06 p.m., Saugerties police and state police knocked on the Fawn Road home door with a search warrant in hand. So they were finally able to get a search warrant. I wonder why it took so long. I'd like to kind of hear more about that. New York has a very weird system with being able to get stuff like that. I've heard that in a couple different cases. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kirk's father allegedly told the police he hadn't seen his granddaughter since she was reported missing. So they're all on the same story. You know, they're they're sticking together. They're telling the police they're uh, a united front from all. Something is afoot. Something is afoot. The police were an hour into their search. So it took them. They were searching for a full hour. Good. When Detective Eric Thiel noticed the back stairs that led to the basement, he noticed quote unquote, something was out of place about the steps. So I guess the steps looked a little like a jar or there was something, the boards weren't quite, it looked strange to him. What I kind of heard is it didn't look like they belonged there. Yes. That's yes, kind of yes. what I Well, heard. and you can go online guys and you can look at the pictures. They have pictures of the Please stairs. Please do. Yeah. We'll put some into the uh, post on this yeah. when it hits the internets. The internets. The internets. When it hits the interwebs. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm interneting over here for the first time, apparently. <laughs> I can't with him. While Detective Thiel shined a flashlight, some of the other police removed some of the wooden steps. After removing the steps, detectives would see some, quote unquote, tiny feet. Ugh, this breaks I my heart. No. They then removed some more steps and found Kimberly and Paisley hiding. Paisley was looked over by medical professionals and she seemed in good health. So that part's good, right? That part I mean, makes at least, me happy. At least, I mean, there's some other things that aren't so, but at least she'd look like unharmed, healthy, Correct. you know? Kimberly was charged with second degree custodial interference and in endangering the welfare of a child. Both charges are misdemeanors. Apparently, there was a warrant for her arrest as well through Ulster County Family Court. Because of this warrant, Kimberly was taken to the Ulster County Jail after her arraignment in Saugerties Town Court. So she had a warrant out for her arrest from the family court. Pre-existing. From the Makes fam- you wonder. Yeah, from the family court. So I don't know. I, I, I'd like to know more about. Unless her lawyer or herself opens up, family court stuff is usually sealed. So we're a, not going to know. Which is a good thing, right? In most cases, I would But assume- if they're going to be trying to make a case that they were entitled you better start opening your mouth now. Correct. Because right now you're not looking very good. Exactly. Kurt Schultes Jr. and Sr. were both charged with first degree custodial interference because they were telling them, oh, no, we haven't seen her. I mean, she's, she's no, no way. She's with my ex. Um, this, my friends, is a felony. Good. They were also charged with endangering the welfare of a child. They were arraigned in Saugerties Town Court, but were released because they didn't have that extra warrant 
that had been lingering around. Ah, still the release. That still makes me wonder how this even happens in this time of day. Exactly. Like I said, it's hard for me. I'm on a side tangent here. Go for it. It's hard for me to choose a side because I don't know what happened. That's the thing. Because if I put myself, say this was my child who was taken away and I did nothing wrong and nobody would come to my aid, people don't know what someone's going to do when they're faced with something like that. They really don't. Nope. But now's your time. The floor is yours. If you want people on your side, uh, now's the time, people. Tell your story. Get your case out there. Because right now, you just look like scumbags. Right. Right now, it doesn't look good at all. Kurt and his father's lawyers did not make any statements. Kimberly's lawyer, Carol Morgan, had this to say. We should all wait until the facts come out. Everyone should be patient before they draw their own conclusions. Okay. I agree with you. But you're the one holding all the facts. So open your mouth. Tell us what we don't know. Instead of saying, you know, the Alec Baldwin route, you don't know everything and blah, blah, blah. And I'm exactly. going to come in here. Tell us what happened. Exactly. You know, we don't. We don't. Those facts are going to supposedly shine a light on you that looks good. Let us know. Exactly. You're right. Sogrity's police chief, Joseph Sinagra, said this. During our initial interview, unfortunately, we found that she does not read or write. She was not getting educated at home, so there is no homeschooling in place at all, and that's a disadvantage. This is the sad part of the story. She's missing out on the part of life of going to school, and now hopefully she'll have an opportunity to do, do that. So they found out that she they, they've been kind of keeping her in hiding for obvious reasons because they didn't want her found. Now. I've seen a couple other people comment on this and like, I can't believe they kept her under the stairs. People, I don't think they no, kept they her under the stairs permanently. No, she, she, I do. I mean, I, I know you're know. tongue tied like yeah. me. You don't I know. I don't know how she was, tre was treated. I'm sure more, I'm sure she'll be fully by the right. Mentally, yeah. there'll be something that affects her for the rest of her life. 100%. Well, she was very shooken up. About the whole experience with the police and the... Do you know the heart tugger for me? And it's like right up my alley is they said when they were driving back to the police department and she pointed to the McDonald's side and says, I know that. Yeah. So, so what happened was, that's funny you said that. So Paisley's guardian was actually her grandmother. I don't know if it was her mother's mother or her father's mother. So that's who she was See, with. See, now this, the web gets more. Okay, so that's who she was with, I assume, before they took her. Um, and she also has a 16-year-old sister. And they reportedly took her to McDonald's for a happy meal to calm her down after the entire ordeal. Isn't that sweet? It really is. See, now, I didn't know that it was her grandmother who was the guardian. So now, like I said before, this is another web. Yeah. And there's another daughter that she has custody of as well. Looks that way. Hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's there's going to be much more information. Guys, now's your time to get in front of this. If there's stuff, like I said before, now's the time. Yeah. Because right now you just look like scumbags. You really do. All of you. Yep. And I can't even believe they released the, the, the two males out. I know. Unbelievable. I know. It's. Huh. We'll see. We'll see what, what happens with this. We'll keep you guys posted. Oh, 100%. And thank you to who sent this in to us? Uh, Walter did. Walter. Walter sends us a lot of stuff. Walter's the man. Walter, you are the man. All right, Charity, what do you have for us today for the main case? Okay, for the main case, it's not a huge case. It's a very, it's a case that has not been solved. I'm just going to say that. Ooh, I like that. And it's those a very ones. mysterious death with a very mysterious 
last phone call. Okay. That we do have the audio on. All right, you sent me a file. I didn't know what it was, so, so we're gonna it's be listen- loaded. We're going to be listening to that, guys, and it's it's disturbing. Okay, it's I mean I can't. Very wait. disturbing. You just tell me because I got my magic button finger ready. He's got his pointer up, guys. I'll, I'll hit the other one. Ready? <laughs> he any chance he gets to hit that one, guys? Please send us more Case Watch Court. It's like my favorite thing in the world, and I, I don't get to hit the button that often. I know. I, Christopher sent us that really good one. The the first, oh, like one of the. Th- First or third, I don't even know which one it was, but send us more. Send us more, guys. We love Please. to be the arbiters of what's right and I wrong. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we should be trusted with that full. We can know. with our audience. That's true. All That's right. True. So, what's the name of this case? It's the mysterious death of Henry McCabe. Henry McCabe was a Minnesota man that immigrated to the United States from Liberia, West Africa. He left his country to get away from all the violence going on there and wanted a better life for himself. In 2015, Henry was living in Moundsview, Minnesota, working as a successful state auditor at the Department of Revenue with his wife of 11 years, Kareen, and his two daughters. He and his family had plans to move back to California where they were living before they moved to Minnesota. His wife and daughters were in California that Labor Day weekend in 2015 to get the details of their move back in order. Some other accounts say that Kareen and the girls had already been in California as she already found a job and was working. So there's a couple of little conflicting stories. It's been said that Henry stayed in Minnesota while his family went to California because he wanted to have a last like hurrah with his friends before he moved back. So he and his buddies were like, he wanted to have some fun. Go up. I get it. Yeah, whatever. Henry bumped into his friend, William Kennedy, also from Liberia on Sunday, September 6th and spent the entire day with him. That night, Henry, William, and their friend Calvin Johnson went to the, cu- the club Povlitsky's in Spring Lake. Both William and Henry would later tell authorities that Henry was drinking a ton of alcohol. So they thought it would be smart to take his wallet oh to stop boy. him from buying himself more alcohol and to take his keys so he wouldn't get behind the wheel. Those are smart moves, but I have a feeling it's going to play into something I here. <laughs> Let me just continue because I, I, there's some things I don't understand. Henry left Pavlitsky's with William at 1.40 in the morning. Even though Henry's apartment was about two miles from the club, William would tell authorities that he requested to be dropped off at a Super America gas station and wouldn't give him a reason why. Hmm. It sounds a little strange to me. Yeah, something's afoot. This is the same man that told the authorities he and his friend were so worried about Henry that they took his keys and wallet away from him. But now suddenly you think it's a good decision to drop your friend off extremely drunk at a random gas station instead of his home. All right, I so don't. you might cover this, and I might be jumping ahead of the cart here. Did they give him back his keys and wallet? No. Okay, so why would they drop him off somewhere with no money and no wallet? That's my question. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Things start to get very eerie during the wee hours of the morning. Henry had his cell phone in his back pocket, and at 2.28 in the morning, it called his wife, Corrine. Her contact must have been left open on his phone and somehow dialed her number. I'm thinking like they probably was, she was probably the last one he talked to because you know how it kind of stays up. I sure do. Because I have totally butt dialed people before. <laughs> I do too. And it's usually something so dumb. I like, wish they oh, could have an sorry. interesting butt dial. Right. I, never do. I know. I'd be like, um, I'll take a number two with French fries and I would Stop like, Stop it. I swear <laughs> to God. So funny. Not to sidebar here into something funny, but so I love DoorDash. So whenever Kristen leaves and goes to visit her family in New York, like I order DoorDash. So I 
order DoorDash like on a Friday night, a Saturday afternoon, a Saturday night, and a Sunday. Oh my God. She took screenshots of the ring door camera and <laughs> sent them to me. She's like, having fun? Oh I was like, my God. Totally forgot you could see these. <laughs> She's like, wow, he's having a time for himself with his DoorDash. I'm sitting there eating DoorDash. I'm sorry. Side tangent, but that's, that's okay. what you guys like us for. Yeah, they like our side tangents. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This phone call is extremely disturbing. Like, wait till you hear it. Is that, oh, is this what the audio I have is? Yes. Oh, you tell me when I get to hit the button. Yeah. Kareen answered the phone and heard growling and crazy screaming that sounded like it was coming from some kind of creature or animal. Is this going to, oh, this is like the last time. Not, oh, no. I don't know if it's that bad, but it's, it's very freaky. I'll be the judge when it's ready. <laughs> she then told the police that she heard Henry say, someone shot me. At some point during the call, Kareen called Henry's brother, Tim Borber. The call went to voicemail, obviously, because it was so early in the morning. And two minutes of the creepy grunts and screams were recorded. The last thing that was heard was a male voice saying, stop it. ABC News released some of the recorded call, and we have a clip of it for the creeps, Mark. So is it time to hit the button? Oh, it's time. Finger is out. Ready? Yes. Ew. So sad. Oh my God. Okay. So, wow. To me, that sounds. Can you sounds... play it one more time? I just, yeah, sorry, I got to hear it again. Because too. I talked in the middle of it. Oh, the poor man. To me, it sounds like someone is like gasping for air underwater. Mm. That's what that sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Like they're gargling. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And there's two minutes of this out there. There is. I don't know. They. I don't think all of the recording was released to the public, which tells. Well, it's still an open investigation. Oh. So, yeah. That I like. I I have chills. I know. Douche pimples. Douche like they're pimple. up. Oh, you got the douche pimples. I do. Wow. Yeah, that, ooh, I don't know. After listening to his voicemail, Tim would file a missing persons report. 
Henry seemed to have disappeared without a trace. No signs of him at work, no bank activity, and his phone was disconnected right after the strange last call. In October of 2015, Corrine told the police that she believed Henry was still alive. She also told them she thought he had been cheating on her. The plot thickens. Wow. She went on to say that she had spoken to her husband earlier in the day and told him she was going to fly back to confront him. So that would explain why her contact was open, I guess. All right. So things get weird now. That is that is weird. There's a lot of weird things about this case. Things don't make sense. No. She said she believed he was alive and well, but in hiding somewhere on the East Coast. Investigators looked into this, but nothing ever came out of it. So I don't know. I wonder why she would think he went... I don't know. It's, it's very strange. Like faking his death and taking off. Like this is this is weird, freaky I'm, stuff. I'm sorry. That was not faking. That, that was, was oh. That was a, a man in dis- severe distress in that in that audio. I'm sorry. That was not faking. You can't fake that. No, that is odd. Odd. Almost two months later, on November second, two thousand fifteen, a kayaker was at Rush Lake enjoying some exercise when Henry's body emerged. Oh no. Yeah. Rush Lake was six miles away from the gas station he was dropped off at. Henry's body had no gunshot wounds and had no exterior injuries at all. His death didn't look suspicious at all. It looked like he simply drowned. The Star Tribune shared what David Singleton of Minnesota Police Department had to say about Henry's death. I don't believe the idea he just wandered that far on his own and the audio doesn't support the idea that his death is not suspicious. The authorities did consider suicide, but it just didn't add up. Henry was a happy, well-adjusted guy with a lovely family and a great job, looking forward to moving back to California. The voicemail is the one evidence that could hold the key to this mystery. The FBI has analyzed it as well, but no information as to what they may or may not have found has been released. (sighs) Let's unpack that for a minute, because like I said, that audio, before I even knew where this was going, I said to you, what? Sounds like he's underwater. Yeah. I, I See, I didn't... It, now that you say that, it does sound that... When I first listened to it, it I thought it was like almost like a an animal of sorts. But oh, yeah. Now, Do you want to play it again? Uh, yeah. Because it does sound animally at the beginning. <laughs> and right there. Yeah. I think you're right. That's like a gurgling for water. Yeah. I'm sorry, gurgling with water. Yeah. But they also said this was two something minutes long. What are we not hearing that they know? Exactly. That makes a big difference. Well, let me continue on. Oh, there's more. Police would find that Henry's cell phone would ping last in New Brighton, five miles from Monsview. William Kennedy would look very suspicious when detectives couldn't find any surveillance footage of him dropping off Henry at the Super American gas station. Later, it was discovered that William actually dropped Henry off three miles down the road at the Holiday gas station. All right. So either William was quite under the influence as well and couldn't remember exactly what took place or uh, I don't know. All right. Trying to think how to phrase this because my mind... Does weird things. Yeah. William has never been arrested, by the way. It it thinks things. Yeah. I'm the guy that watches a movie and tries to figure it out from the get-go. Right. So his wife was coming back. All right. So let me first say, all of this is just an idea. Mm -hmm. This isn't fact. There's no blame being placed on anybody. No, 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 no. This is just my opinion. Opinion. Idea. 
his wife was flying back to confront him yep. about a supposed cheating incident. That's what she told the police. She, ah, see, I don't know. That's what she told the police. We only was have an account of that. His friend involved with his wife. I don't know. Is one of the helping the other? I don't know. Just like I said, opinions, mm-hmm. my opinions and ideas, because this is my brain trying to put a crime together. Yep. Something doesn't add up because a true friend's not going to take your keys and your wallet. and He's not going to lie about where he dropped you off. Nope. Um, and if I was, even if like I was in a situation like that and my significant other went missing. Right. I wouldn't be like, oh, he's just hiding. Yeah, it's weird. William gave Henry's keys to the police and Calvin Johnson still had his wallet. So that that answered your question when I said, yes, they did not give them back to him. Yeah. When they dropped him off. The items were never given back to him. This what makes the gas station drop off even more upsetting, as we said. I just yeah, don't understand that. they don't have a wallet to buy anything. Right. These two, quote unquote, friends were super concerned about Henry. So concerned they took his keys and wallet, yet dropped him off by himself at a rando gas station with no keys. And then lied get, about what one? To get into his home. No ID and no money. I didn't even think of that part. I, I did. Because I'm like, okay, he, he could huh. be... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bad. Didn't even think of that. Oh, and by their accounts, drunk is a skunk. So drunk is a skunk. No form of identification. No money. I'm surprised they didn't take a cell phone, to be honest with you. With friends like this, I don't want enemies. No. This is ridiculous. They set this dude up to fail. William has said that he has been attacked on social media by people that think he had something to do with Henry's death. He is quoted saying, I am even willing even if it costs me to pay for it, to take a lie detector test. I have no motive. I do not want to hurt Henry or anyone. The Minnesota Community Police Department worked with the Liberian community and were able to raise a $10,000 reward before Henry's body was found for anyone that might have any information about his whereabouts. They would take back the reward money only a month in. They believed that Corrine, Henry's wife, was keeping information from them. I, I agree. David Singleton is the leader of the organization. He had this to say. She is purposefully withholding information and that we believe could lead to location of the recovery of Henry McCabe. We feel like we have all been misled. We have an ethical and moral obligation to our community and to this organization to do the right thing. Oh, boy, that doesn't... That doesn't sound very well in her favor. Singleton has also said, I don't believe that he just wandered that far on his own, and the audio doesn't support the idea that his death is not suspicious. It's also interesting to me, Mark, that the FBI was called in. They wouldn't be called in to investigate if authorities thought this was just an accidental drowning. There's no way. No, I agree. It is possible that the police and the FBI are withholding information because this continues to be an ongoing investigation. One million percent. So here's a couple of theories that have been brought forward, okay? I would like to hear them. The first theory is that Henry might have been killed by the smiley face killers. This is a group of serial killers that finds really drunk young men, waterboards them, a torture technique that makes the victim feel like they are drowning. That could have sound that could have been the sound we were hearing. Yeah. They do this in the back of their trucks. They are also known to leave their victims in bodies of water to make it appear as if they had been extremely intoxicated and accidentally drowned. We need to cover this more. Yeah, we do. Henry was thirty only thirty five at the time of his death. Um he wasn't college age like most of the other victims, but these 
to these killers, it might have been plausible. I mean, who knows, right? You never know. You never know. Another theory is that he was murdered because of the Liberian Civil War. The reason he moved to the U.S. was to escape the violence. Lovetta Tugbe said, They have done it for years. We need to find out what happened. She is basically saying that it's known that other Liberians that migrated to the U.S. have also been killed. I don't know. I mean, maybe she's got something here. Henry's mother thinks her son was sacrificed in a Liberian ritual associated with the Liberian Civil War. This would also explain why the FBI was brought in. All right. Mm. I can see that. That's odd. Sounds like it could be much bigger than anyone knows. Oh, there's 100% something going on that we don't know. And... And I'm still not convinced those friends don't know. All right, know. so here's my other thing with the friends. Here's another twist that I thought of. Okay. And I'm no way... This is a charity opinion. Neither of these people have ever been arrested. Okay. okay? So th- they have been investigated. But in my head, I'm thinking, were they paid off by a group of Liberians... That from, makes sense. ...from the, civil, the Liberian Civil War to get him somewhere without any identification, drunk as a skunk? Here we need to know... What was this gentleman in Liberia? Is he a person of interest there? Is he involved in some sort of activity know. there? See, this is stuff we don't know. Right. Because who knows who he could be or had been in Liberia. I know. We see this every day when people are hiding in other countries or hiding in other states when come to find out. I mean, look, that old nice man, he was Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Like there's stuff that happens in our own country. We don't know. Absolutely. Henry's death is still a mystery and an open case. It's important to share cases like this because someone might have seen something and didn't even know it was something that could be helped. So like someone could have seen these men or been at that club or heard something and not realized exactly something tiny. Like it could just be something you think is so insignificant, but it could be so huge for this case. It's the last Lego piece in yeah. the puzzle. There's just so many questions to this case. I, I have a bunch. Like that audio is creepy. Just like, poor, it hits my, you. Well, it just it makes my heart hurt hearing someone in so much fear, and you can tell he's being tortured. It's horrible. Yeah, it makes me really wish there was more of this voicemail that had been released. I'm actually going to dig around after just to see. That would be good. Because I had no clue about this case. I never heard this voicemail. And when we played it, the first thing I looked at you with my mic off and I said, sounds like he's underwater. He did say that. And I didn't I didn't realize that. But now that I listen to it, I'm like, mm, maybe So then is. as we get further in the case and you say that he was found in water... It's like, well, huh. when you said that, it was like, oh my God, how did he know? So, yeah, there's, wow. So, he has some really important information to end this episode with. Okay. If anyone has any information whatsoever, even no matter even, how big or small, yeah, guys, even if you think it's insignificant to the case, please call the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office at 651 767 zero six four zero it is still an open case they are still looking for more information i don't know how deep they know things and don't but they're obviously not releasing stuff for a reason so if anybody out there has any information i am sure henry's family would like some closure do the right thing guys if you know something we always say see something say something even if you don't think it's anything it could be the missing piece that breaks the case wide Absolutely. All right, guys, that's it for us. We'll see you on the next one. Have a good one. Bye, guys. See ya.
When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.